At its core, marketing is the process of attracting potential customers and clients to a specific product or service. Marketing at its best unearths consumer insights to creatively reach and engage a target audience with the brand's benefits to drive sustainable growth. Hi, I'm Erica Farber, President and CEO of the REB, and welcome to Radio on Main Street, the podcast all about radio. Each year, the REB Business Development Team, led by Tammy Greenberg, attends the ANA Masters of Marketing Conference, a four-day conference that brings together brand marketers from large and small companies, allowing them to tap into best practices, case studies, and insights, while also learning about the latest consumer trends from leading marketing and advertising executives. The conference showcases creative thinking and strategies from some of the world's top CMOs and leading brands on what they've implemented to meet customer needs, drive growth, and inspire change. At the conference, we had the opportunity to sit down to talk with many attendees about their marketing goals, the issues they're most focused on, and of course, their thoughts about radio. In this podcast, episode number four of the series, we hear the conversation I had with Brent Christensen, Global Director, Marketing Capability, Alcon Laboratories. A global leader in eye care, they are the largest eye care device company in the world. Well, let's talk about your company a little bit. Sure. Alcon. Um, you know, you talk about thinking about how these things apply. Growth is a big topic here. Mm. So what are some of the things that you're focused on from a marketing standpoint to help grow your company? We just came out from a, a presentation around employees and learning. Uh, learning is a huge opportunity for us as an organization. I happen to be over uh, marketing capability, uh, which includes training and uh, reinforcing marketing training. And uh, we've built some platforms that have been very successful to help uh, move the needle on where our marketers are. In fact, uh, you know, it's, it is often overlooked in organizations as a core capability uh, from just to learn, right. uh, to be able to uh, increase uh, our capacity to do. Mm-hmm. And so we've focused a lot on that. But there were some great insights about uh, what that particular company is doing. But, uh, you know, kind of throughout the, uh, the sessions, we've heard a lot of opportunities from companies leveraging not only how they're implementing new uh, practices, strategies, etc., but how they're learning from those. And uh, you know, some work, some don't. You have to be flexible. How many employees are in your company? Uh, we have over ten thousand. Um, there's a lot of employees, and uh, you know, across the globe, we're a global company. We're one of the I, uh, leaders in eye care. And are you back in the office a hundred percent, or you have a hybrid? Uh, we have a hybrid right now. It's a kind of a pilot. They've they've called it. We've extended the pilot. So typically, we are in the office uh, three days a week, mm-hmm. and then can work flex flex hours from home uh, two days a week. And um, it, it's worked out really well. There's a lot of folks that uh, really like that that balance. Oh, it's great. Love that. So, from a media perspective in general. Um, you know, where are you headed? What are your opportunities and, and um, what are your challenges? Uh, sure. I think one of the biggest challenges with media in the past, historically, a lot of marketers will go to an ad agency and they'll ask, you know, here's my budget, figure out what I need to do, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we get a, a media mix between 
here's your TV, print, uh, digital, etc., right. uh, radio, and, and uh, the agency does a lot of heavy lifting that way. For us, um, we take a little bit different approach, and mm-hmm. I think now it's about behavior change. It's about driving behavior change and looking at not just the tactics as the starting point, but right. actually as a process. And so we want to make sure that, we're, that we understand the why behind what we're doing and what behavior we're trying to solve, and then look at the best vehicles to get us there. So that's, uh, that's a really important part of, um, of, of what we do, what marketers should be doing anyway, um, but it, it often goes overlooked and uh, is kind of an afterthought, um, but it's, it's a really critically important part of what we do. Yeah, we can't uster- underestimate the importance of why. You know, so from a data and analytics standpoint, I would think that that's become much more important than ever. What are some of the things that you look at, and are there things that you wish you had that you don't have? So I've worked on international markets a lot. Uh, We've talked a lot about data in the U.S. and how there's just an overload of data. Mm -hmm. In international markets, that's not always the case. So data, data is actually not always available. In fact, we have to make a lot of decisions using the best available data that we have, mm-hmm. uh, which is often quite limited. Uh, even some categories, there's not scan data in, in some of the categories we work in. Um, you know, we're talking about procedures and things like this. Right. Uh, there are uh, data sources, but uh, they're not always as robust as we'd like them to be. So we're often making a lot of, a lot of decisions based on limited information, but it's actually a skill set now that I believe uh, I and others have had to develop because you're having to make critically important decisions based on limited availability of data. Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, it's an, it's an interesting dynamic, uh, kind of the U.S. And, and some, not even just the U.S., but uh, some more developed markets where you have a lot of data versus others where you're literally making decisions based on a very small set of, of information and uh, still having to make critically important decisions on moving your business. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're here representing radio and broadcasting. Um, what role does audio and radio play in your marketing mix? So over the course of my career, I won't speak specifically for my current company, but mm-hmm. just in general over the course of my career, radio has been uh, an important uh, vehicle right. uh, for, uh, for companies I have worked for and for some of the brands that I've represented um, in multiple, multiple uh, companies I've worked for. And I think, uh, again, it goes back to the balance. Um, I think there's not one specific vehicle that is the... You know, a choice for all brands in all situations. I think it's it's highly important to have a, a balance and to find the tactics. Again, getting back to behavior change. What are we trying to accomplish? Right. And so it's not always I'm going. I've got to have a TV campaign. It's not always that I have to have a print campaign or, or digital. This is 100 percent of of my funding. There's got to be uh, th- there's a right balance and also the ecosystem that you can develop across uh, across a campaign. Radio, for example, specifically can continue to add reach. Uh, it's also very cost efficient and uh, can also be a surround sound and amplify the messages that are coming in from other vehicles. So it's uh, uh, radio can be a fantastic way to help leverage uh, the execution piece of a, of a campaign. Well, we certainly love to hear that. You should be on this side of the mic. <laughs> I love that. Um, so you're saying you're not using it currently. I won't say that uh, like the company as a whole doesn't use radio. There are certain markets that are leveraging, I'm sure, that are leveraging radio um, for the campaigns that I specifically worked on while I've been at my current employer. Right. Uh, they, we haven't specifically leveraged, leveraged radio, but I know the power of what it can do. 
is there anything that we could do uh, to help you think about radio in a different vein and or to include it in your mix? Uh, I think, uh, and right now I'm in a global role, right? So right. we have country teams, uh, local affiliates that, uh, again, radio is part of part of what their media mix. Yes. Uh, so I'm confident that there are markets that are using radio. Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, I'm convinced that it, that it can work. It's finding, you know, kind of tactically where and how and when smartly uh, that that can be used. And so, uh, you know, local markets have that uh, as a, a, a really great way uh, to help uh, amplify their message. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about disruption the last day and a half, and every industry and business has been disrupted in some shape or form. Um, you know, how is everything affecting your business? And, you know, what are you thinking about as far as disruption and uh, thinking out of the box, if you will? So I think the word disruption is an interesting word. Um, there's often a lot of new things that happen, technology changes and things that pivot, but that's not that different than what tip, that is uh, kind of the standard for our industry. There's always new things. There's always going to be new things. And yes. I think uh, what I love about marketing is that the principles of marketing haven't changed dramatically for many, many years. The, the principles of mathematics don't change, right? We, uh, two plus two is four, and we can apply the, the principles of mathematics to get the right formula that will solve the right problem to help us get the right answer. Mm-hmm. And I think for marketing, we have to not always look at the outliers, but actually look at what has worked over the course of time. And so as we think about, you know, people often refer back to the four Ps, uh, you know, looking at your product, your placement, uh, your pricing, etc. You know, those principles hold true. There's other, right. there's other formulas uh, within marketing, looking at uh, the dynamics of uh, you know the learning journey, uh, looking at the segment, looking at segmentation studies, and really understanding, identifying your core customer, and how to segment those customers or your consumers. Uh, you know, in some cases, uh, the medical side, you've also got surgeons or you know uh, uh, medical health uh, professionals that also become a part of the mix. You look at uh, actual patients or you know consumers. Uh, depends on what side of the business you're on. Sure, but. I think some of these core principles of marketing hold true, and uh, it's going back to some of the time-tested... Some of the basics. Basics that that really can solve a lot of the problems. And getting back to, really, as we talked about before, core principles of who are we talking to, what is it that we're trying to solve, what is the problem or behavior change that we're trying to drive, and then what is the plan that's going to get us there and what execution vehicles will will be the most efficient and effective, which will give us the largest ROI. Right. What are you most excited about in the future? Most excited about, I think, you know, marketing and business in general, it's about it's about building, it's about growth, and not one specific thing is going to move the needle. It's a combination of things. And I think having a diverse background, uh, being learning agile, and being humble enough to realize that we don't always have all the answers that we need then being able to find the solutions and put in the work to research and understand what possibilities there might be that could help us solve that, which may come internally through the organization. I've talked to a lot of cross-functional partners within my organization. 
that have helped me solve issues that I wouldn't have known otherwise because of uh, you know my call it limited scope or viewpoints where I've gone to other cross-functional partners that had different set of skills and perspectives. Right. And together we found solutions that uh, were able to really move the needle and help us uh, you know build the business in a different way that's that's been unique and uh, and powerful. So I think. This whole notion of working together, partnering, whether it's internally through other organizations or externally looking at benchmarking from other organizations like we've heard here uh, with this conference, seeing what's working, uh, what's not working, and how do we do things differently so that we don't make the same mistakes over and over. I think that's one of the great learnings uh, from, from that I've seen throughout my career is, again, the, uh, the tendency to do things the same way over and over that potentially don't work that well versus let's try something new. Um, it may fail, but let's fail quickly or right. learn quickly, pivot, and uh, and reapply. And if it is working, let's keep it. Let's not just throw it out. Yes. You know, because Correct. I know sometimes when things change, we've noticed uh, new management comes in. All of a sudden, they're going to wipe everything out, and yet 20% of it was doing very well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... Well, you have such an interesting perspective because of the internet, the global scope, if you will. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to be a little bit myopic and we're so interconnected now, more so than ever. It's true. It's true. Uh, very connected and connected in new ways and new, new and different ways. And I think that's a, a real benefit, whether it's an international colleague that uh, you know, we can connect with. I think after this COVID period, it's been quite interesting. Uh, one of my goals was actually to get to our international office uh, where we have our regional team uh, that represents the rest of the world, just to sit down and literally have conversations in person with them. And, and uh, you know, it's one thing to set up a, a meeting, a virtual meeting, and, and there's a lot of great things you can do with that, but to actually have that one-on-one conversation in person, to go to lunch uh, and talk about things in a different way, in a different right. perspective, uh, under different circumstances, is, is just powerful. So mm-hmm. that connecting point, whether, again, it comes through a radio ad, whether it comes through a TV commercial, whether it comes through a one-on-one uh, you know, interaction, that personal connection is, is what it's all about. Right. Well, thank you. I'm delighted we were able to make a personal connection here. And uh, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And I have to put a plug in. I do have a couple uh, other points about radio and why it's worked well, so well. So if, if, let's go. if you're okay with that. Are you kidding? Let's go. So some of my, some of my thoughts around radio, one, you've got a big audience, right? You've uh, got a captive audience as well. And, and the captive audience, obviously, you've got people commuting, uh, people listening to it at home. Uh, my kids might turn it on now with different devices that you can connect to radio differently than, than what you could before, right? We don't have an AM, FM stereo sitting there, uh, but we don't need that, right? We have other devices like even Alexa where we can turn on the radio. We've got my smartwatch. We have all different types of, uh, of ability to drive uh, radio, and I think that's powerful uh, that, there's, that there's new vehicles for doing that. Well, and you bring up such a great point because radio used to actually be a device, mm. and it's no longer a device. True true it's not limited to a device exactly and i think that's uh, it's powerful now obviously people traveling in a car uh going on vacation or going back and forth to work i commute and um you know i think that that audience is captive because there are obviously choices on what you can do but radio is one of the one of the the biggest choices uh, of of what people choose to do while they're while they are driving and so it's it's a great time to capture them 
uh, and their attention and also, you know, drive messaging uh, with, with them. Right. Another one is um, impulse purchase. Uh, previous company I worked with, radio was key because if you think about impulse purchases, particularly, you know, if you think about snacking, uh, somebody hears an ad, they go to a grocery store, they remember the ad, and they, they buy stuff, uh, whether it's confection, whether it's soda, etc. There's a lot of different categories. But I think that was another powerful way that, that radio was used and leveraged uh, was that impulse purchase, particularly you think about driving times, going to work, on the way home from work, etc. It really was a powerful, uh, powerful tool. Cost efficiencies, radio has some great cost efficiencies. Uh, so relative to other media vehicles, uh, you know, thinking about what those costs are, again, it depends mm -hmm. on the campaign and where you're doing it and whatnot, but uh, great cost efficiencies with radio. Highly targeted, I think that's another one geographically. You think about digital, and one of the reasons why digital has become so, so great is because it's highly targeted. I can you know, do it by geography, time of day, etc. And radio plays well into that. Not that you can't do it in other vehicles, right. um, but we can do a very limited campaign in one market. Um, but then you also have uh, the ability to get into demographics, lifestyle, etc., with different types of music, um, different genres, etc. Which is again something that's not rocket science, but but is a powerful reason why radio works so well. It's because I can I can highly I can get highly targeted. Uh, to my, my demographic that I'm looking for that's going to resonate with my brand. Right. Um, value ads. We've gotten a lot of value ads over the, over the years with uh, brand activations and you know, local DJs that are uh, helping to activate my brands in new and in different creative ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's uh, some great partnerships uh, that have been developed over, over the years and, and some great creativity that goes into that, which is, makes it fun. I think part of what uh, we have brands that I've worked on, we wanted to make it fun Make it interactive. Make it something that uh, that consumers thought was, uh, you know, kind of new, different, interesting. And some of the local DJs really did a great job of of helping bring that to life. So that was a, another great reason. Um, I think we talked about this briefly before, but just amplifying other channels. It's, it's part of this synergistic ecosystem that you can develop. And radio certainly is a it should be in everyone's uh, mix of how they want to activate their brands. And if it's not, it's something they should think about. So. Anyway, I just uh, I wanted to stop by because uh, I just congratulate your team. Uh, you know, radio doesn't get talked about as much, uh, but it is a it is a hugely important vehicle that people should consider as marketers uh, as they're activating the brands. Uh, if they've got the portfolio, I've worked across different industries from meat industry, confection, medical devices, uh, pharmaceutical, etc. So. Radio can be applicable to any category. It's uh, it's not limited to to one specific category or another. So anyway, I just want to thank the team for all you're doing, and for those out there that work in the radio industry. You're doing a phenomenal job. Um, I, I continue to learn and grow uh, from things that are you know shared on air, um, but also my marketing career. Things that we've been able to accomplish. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to accomplish all of it had it not been through uh, executions with uh, radio programming. Wow. Brent, that was incredible. <laughs> so hopefully that was helpful for you. Are you kidding? This was fantastic, and thank you so much. Uh, as I said, I, I think we're going to make you the poster person for the radio industry. So thank you so much for those great reminders of what a strong medium we are. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. Learning is a huge opportunity within Alcon, and Brent is looking to leverage new strategies. He offered some good advice when determining how to create advertising budgets and added the strengths that radio can offer to a marketing plan. In his words, 
Radio is a highly important advertising vehicle that offers a big captive audience. It's not limited to a device. It supports impulse decisions being made by consumers, is cost efficient, highly targeted geographically, provides value adds for brand activations and synergy, and he reinforced that radio should be included in everyone's media mix. If you'd like to learn more about radio and its many benefits, we invite you to visit us at rab.com, or you can email us directly at askrab at rab.com. Until next time, it's Radio on Main Street.